So welcome to My Fat Dad Podcast, episode one. Right, I'm glad you're here with us. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of things that are irritating me and current society. But really, the focus of this podcast is not just about having a fat dad. I know a lot of people can sympathize with that. <laughs> or celebrate. Or fucking celebrate a fat I celebrate Or celebrate my, it. Or celebrate, I celebrate you know? my fat dad. I don't want some, some skinny fucking dickhead playing catch with me. I want a guy that's telling me to go grab him a dyke. Well, it's not only that, but I mean, like, <laughs> your total upbringing in general, being from a fat dad, is completely different. You know, than being than being from a skinny dad or like a cool dad, right? But but anyhow, so my name's my name's Griff. I'm uh, one of your co-hosts. Uh, also here with me, I got Tony. What hey, hey, what's the stats on your dad, by the way? Let's just give give me the baseball card stats on your dad. <laughs> so my dad's my dad's rookie card. You know, his top's rookie <laughs> card here. We're talking six four. 320 pounds. 320? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. 420 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> That's a person difference. Yeah we're, yeah, we're talking 420 pounds. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Big Doug. Big Doug, <laughs> he's a big boy, right? So there's a lot of things that come into play when you're raised by a fat dad that I don't think a lot of the, the, uh, the fuzzies out in Los Angeles or New York really really understand because i've been to new york i've been to los angeles i've been to san diego not a lot of fat dads walking around right but in the heart of indiana tony you're from ohio there's a part of our society that most of the country isn't aware of and that is the fat dad segment of the population i agree it's a damn shame i tell you it's a damn shame because my i tell you what my fucking dad my fat dad, he's about 5'11 and a half. At his biggest 300. He's got skinny legs. He's got a huge gut. I mean, my dad is a... He's a fat guy's fat guy. Oh, well, good, that's... Good, good with the small talk. Good with the food recommendations. Every time I go somewhere, he's like, Hey, man, why don't you bring back a sandwich? Oh, yeah. No, that's the thing. Because me and you are both in outside sales. We both have to travel quite a bit. And in my my sales territory, which covers all of Indiana, all of Michigan, all of Kentucky, I'll tell my dad, which I just heard pizzas here. Now I'm hungry. But, and mind you, we're not we're not super fat. Tony's not fat at all. This guy works out. But I'm on my I would way. Say like I'm on my way. Well, yeah, all right, whatever. But I will say this: I go to Fort Wayne, and my dad's. My dad knows I'm going to Fort Wayne, or I go to Detroit. My dad knows I'm going to Detroit, or Louisville, or wherever it might be. My dad's like, oh, well, you got to go to the Brown Motel. Got to go. They got the hot brown. Oh, you'll sleep for days. <laughs> my dad, my dad's like always telling stories. My dad was a cop, and he's, <laughs> he's always telling stories about people he arrested in 1983. It's just like dad. Like, we're about we're about thirty years past it. Let me tell you something. The first time I ever saw the ocean, first time, was in nineteen ninety eight. My family took a vacation to Gulf Shores, Alabama. We were there for a week. 
My mom planned out the entire vacation and she gave my father one day to do whatever he wanted. Right? And then that day, the only thing my dad had on the agenda was go to was to go to an all-you-can-eat crab lake buffet. And we were there for four and a half hours. Four and a half time. hours. It's it a, it a very long time. It's a long, <laughs> it's a long time to be sucking down crab. Oh, I mean, well, that's the thing. Like, you know, like, you know, you're there for like an hour and a half, and like the the management's not really saying anything to you. You're there for two and a half hours. They start to give you the stink eye. You're there for three and a half hours, and they're starting to figure out a way to beat you. Right? It becomes a chess <laughs> game at that point. You know what I mean? Like they're they're trying to figure out like what oh. do we do strategically here to get this fat guy the hell out of our restaurant? See, my my go to is we're lo- been... we're losing money. They <laughs> they're losing a lot of money because I tell you what, you gotta you gotta eat at least a pound of crab to even feel kind of full. Well, it's the thing a... is you're burn you're burning calories when you crack the legs. I tell you, what, it's the, the butter it's the butter that fucking gets you full, not the fucking crab. Yeah. yeah, that's that's very true. Well, it doesn't even get you full; it gets you sick of it. I tell you what, my uh, yeah. If I was that, I, I'm I'm surprised that they didn't drop a laxative. If yeah. I was gonna, if I was gonna beat someone that was eating me out, eat me out, out of house and home, out of house and home. Good correction. Who else we got here? Yeah. Who else we got here? So currently speaking. This is a uh, coffee. The oh, older coffee. Coffee brush. So coffee. We're, yeah. So we're 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 podcasting this in the heart of the coronavirus epidemic. The very yeah. heart. And a uh, couple and things. Coffee here. Well, coffee fact, here. Backed out of a wedding. <laughs> the day before. Backed out of a wedding. Yeah. Day for tomorrow. Yeah. That is supposed to have 550 people. Now, mind you, the governor. Told us the governor of the great state of Indiana, God bless him. Holcomb. Nah, I'm not a big fan, but yeah. Yeah, Holcomb. But he told us not to go to gatherings of more than 250 people. So Coffee politely told his girlfriend over text message. Well, and then multiple hey, phone calls. Yeah, and then multiple phone calls. Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it tonight or tomorrow night. Right. Right. And what was her response? Well, Obviously, as you can imagine, um, doing that over text message, original, uh, breaking the news like that is not a good idea. Dude, that's fucking. That's fucking crazy. It is fucking crazy. <laughs> you, you are. An, you're a madman. Well, obviously, it, it, it appears that me following well, the World Health Guidelines, the great governor, the great state of Indiana, and our president of the United States telling me not to attend this wedding makes me um, sainted himself. Oh, I'm not saying tomorrow. that you're well, wrong. Well, then how how long have you been dating your girlfriend? Uh, about seven months now, eight months, something like along those lines. Yeah, since August, correct? Right. I think, right? All right. So you guys have been through. You guys have not had your first fight yet. No. No fights until the coronavirus. Until the coronavirus. So not only is it claiming lives across the globe. Globally. It's it is burrowing itself into the very foundation of your relationship. You know, relationships and the the heart of this great nation that we live in. Yeah, and this honestly, what we can look back upon on this podcast is knowing 
if I truly am a dumbass for not going to this wedding, or if I was a genius in two weeks when we're overrun and half the nation turns into zombies. You know what? Well, and as your, That's as fair. your roommate, I could not be more appreciative of you not going and saving, well, thank frankly, you. My, my personal health. Obviously. I mean, I think you made the right decision. So maybe I'm a little biased. Tony, what are your thoughts? Should, should I mean, Coffee have gone gonna, to the wedding? I'm going to be honest with you. I probably I wouldn't have wanted to go to the wedding. I probably would have gone. But if I was going to back out, and I'm not, I, I'm not advising to do this, but if I was going to do this hypothetically, I would have said the day of that I'm sick. Now, with the pandemic in mind, I'm like, I mean, first Change off, pandemic aside, weddings are boring. They're pretty boring. True. True. They're a big production for like three to four hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a total waste. And not only that, but this wedding that was set. It's a big wedding. To be slated for tomorrow. First off, it's a huge-ass fucking wedding. 550 people. Secondly, how, secondly how, it's how, in southern Indiana in the tri-state area. You're talking people from Ohio, people from Kentucky, what? people from Indiana come to this thing. And on top of that, on top of that, it's going to rain tomorrow. It's right. not gonna be like a. It's not even gonna be like, you know, a good day, a good wedding, right? I'm just curious how you got out of it. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, two hours of phone calls, pretty much. That's uh, proof enough. I did not get out of it. Um, Are you still going? No, I'm not going. I mean, I, I got out of it, but in terms of my the woods, no. Obviously, I'm I'm probably the bad man this wedding. Now, when the wedding happens tomorrow, obviously right now it's devastation. Um, but when it, when the wedding happens, everyone's gonna be having a good time, and me not being there is gonna suck for her. But most of the people probably aren't gonna notice. I'm sure they'll make jokes at my expense. That's fine. They can do that. But if they all want to ignore the advice from the World Health Organization, the governor of our state, That's, you and know, the president we, of our country. We, we, when you say it like that, well, here's the other thing. For well, maybe the listeners don't know, you know, my stepmom works at a hospital downtown. She's in the transplant ward, and she talked to well, one of her surgeons today. Asking, you know, how, you know, obviously the hospital's on lockdown. She's working from home for the next two months um, since she's not on the floor. And she asked him, what, how, how serious is the situation? And he told her that, you know, he, he knows two or three doctors in Seattle and that it's not a joke. You know, right now here, it's funny. We're closing schools for three weeks. Sporting events, obviously NCAA tournament was gone. The Big Ten tournament played two games here and it's done. But it's, it's not a joke. And I feel like. Well, I made the right decision, even if it does make me. And mind you, time. your stepmom has been a nurse for thirty, 30 years. It's not yes, thirty years. Oh, oh fuck me! Ebola, swine flu. Oh my shit. fuck! Are you serious? <laughs> you are I just crashed out in a race. Fucking, I fucking, I was holding the the Olympic torch and I tripped. I just burnt myself <laughs> from all these thousands of thousands of. Uh, CG- CGI fans. Fucking <laughs> CGI fans. I'm a fucking loser now. <laughs> Doing a little bit better than Griff, but Well, I'm not even getting back on my lawnmower. I'm 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 gonna sit this race out and just uh let it be. Like I have uh, all eleven right. health. Alright, all right, right Lennon. So. Yeah, I tell you, coffee. Calling off on a girlfriend on a wedding the day before is about it's like the equivalent of fucking being evil Knievel. And jumping over right, those now, buses I, of day. And I, I feel like under normal circumstances, it would be. But under these circumstances, I don't think that I am that 
I, I don't think. I'm I mean, crazy. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying from the female perspective. Oh God, it's bad. Can we get real for a second? It's bad. Listen, can we get real? Let's get fake. All right. From a male perspective, no, uh, we can get fake too. But from a male perspective, right? No guy wants to go to their girlfriend's cousin's wedding. In in general, am I wrong? Then no guy wants to do that, right? But then, like, like there are very, especially when your girlfriend's in the wedding, there are very few ways to get out of that weekend, especially when it's out of town. Like, you know, that's a weekend dedicated. Like, right? I'm fucked. I'm fucked. Well, as, a, as a good right? boyfriend, a responsible, but in a good relationship. Yeah, I mean, I just in light of the coronavirus. Well, well, here's the thing. I just think that when God gives you, and I'm not a super religious person, but when God gives you an opportunity to get out of something like that with a global pandemic, <clears throat> if you do not grasp that opportunity, then I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know what to say about you. I mean, like, literally, the governor's telling you not to go. The mayor of Indianapolis is telling you not to go. Right. That is the ultimate excuse to get out of going to that wedding. Now, to, to her, you don't have to fake have you don't have to fake having diarrhea. True. You don't have to fake kidney stones. You don't have to fake <laughs> a family member's death. You don't have to fake anything. God has Laundry given list. you the ultimate out. Do you think people buy the diarrhea excuse? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I've used it so many times in my professional and personal life that I feel like I've I've had to move on to other excuses. It's not always an excuse, though. I mean, like, I mean, like, right. I mean, sometimes, I mean, sometimes yes. you have the runs. I mean, like, nature's calling, and you got to answer the phone every time. Yeah, now we got Nick Coffee here. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's right. I will say this though, I have used it so many times that I have had to go to extreme excuses like having a kidney stone. Wow. I've had to go to the extreme excuses like, you know, I mean, just all kinds of things. Like it's, I don't know. Be like, oh man. I feel, I feel bad for Chris. He's got a kidney stone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And hey, well, I, for my unpaid college internship in, uh, at Capital University, <laughs> I used that uh, when I was when I was interning at the Ohio Water Environment Association. Ah, yes, of course. <laughs> because I had used explosive diarrhea. About <laughs> I had used. Uh, oh, Jesus. I had used the flu at least a couple times. I had used all kinds of stuff. And then, like, finally, I was out of excuses. I was like, what could get me out of a week of going to an unpaid internship? And it was, uh, hey, sorry, sorry, Babs. I got I got a kidney stone. Babs? Can't come in today. Yeah, well, my uh, my boss was named Barbara, but everybody called her Babs. That's the perfect and name, though. When you, when, Old Babs. Well, when you hear the name, well, when you hear the name Babs, you get a certain mental image in your brain. And she fit every detail of that mental image. Describe that mental image. Yeah, I kind of want to hear what, it now. What is what is that mental image to you? Babs is a Babs is a woman. You know, may or may not be 
of the uh, the lesbian variety. Maybe, maybe not. Whatever. But regardless, she spends most of her free time at bowling alleys. <laughs> right, that kind of woman, right she, there. She enjoys Bruce Willis movies more than any other. Right, and she does not know how to cook. And that was Babs. That's I know that Babs copious amounts of cigarettes. Know how to cook? Always. We had a pop. Well, we have. She smokes either Paul Malls or Virginia Slims. They're Virginia Slims. The Lawn Boys. I, yeah, but I know for a fact that the Babs I knew didn't know how to cook because, quite frankly, we had a potluck and she brought in cupcakes. And I swear to God, I've never tasted anything more like cardboard in my entire life. These things were the, the most. I have. I, uh, I have digested cardboard before. I don't, I'm not going to get into that in this episode. Maybe another time, Tony. But I have digested cardboard. Look at you. you. Well, look at you. No, that was my roommate's girlfriend. Oh. Um, she sounds like a cat. Yeah. She'd make a pretty good cat impersonator. A little bit. Second, maybe a second career. I... Um, <laughs> I always pictured Babs to be like someone stuck in like 1963 with like mm. bunny ears and like uh, maybe she's good at dinner jokes, but but she's probably like I, I don't know. <laughs> well, there's like two versions of Babs. Like, she can tell a story. like you have like your like lesbian Babs, but then you have like your like wholesome Babs. Like almost like a mother, like you look up to. Well, I mean that's the thing with that's the thing with names in general, though. I mean, so like you get some names that might not be so popular now, but were popular in the fifties. Like, you know, like my grandpa's name is Vaughn, right? You meet a guy named Vaughn today, you don't really know what to make of him. He might be driving around in a windowless van, but you meet a Vaughn back in nineteen fifty, right? And that was probably a really fucking cool name. When did Vaughn yeah. know your dad was was gonna be a big guy? Oh, I think I think so. My dad, when he was in kindergarten, was going out to get on the school bus, and while he was getting on the school bus, got hit by oh an old Chevy going about sixty miles an hour on an old country road because my dad grew up in the country. So. I think, well, so my dad, you know, he got hit by this Chevy and went flying up in the air. He landed on the gravel road. He was bleeding, broke his femur and all that, but he lived, right? And at the time, my dad was a big bone kid for a kindergartner. But I think at that, at that time, my grandpa probably knew this is going to be a big boy because Oh, you dirty bastard, Tony. He just survived a car collision going 50 miles an hour. <laughs> and back then, the cars weren't plastic. <laughs> right. Oh, no. No, they were, blocks they of were metal. full metal jackets. 4,500 pounds, baby. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, shit. Was, you're talking... It was American-made steel. 19, it was 1968, 1969. Yeah, that's, car, that's going, a... car going 50 miles an hour? I mean... The best part of that story, though, is is so my dad got hit, he got hit by the car, goes flying up in the air, lands on the gravel road, right? 
the the uh, the EMS people they sew them up, or like you know the nine one they call my grandma calls nine one one and the ambulance comes and they start sewing his head up because he's gushing blood from his head, and they sew his head up with three pieces of gravel in his oh, head. Wonderful. So to this day, my dad has three pieces of gravel on the back of his head. Who's at least so not only, three pieces of gravel only heavier than Tony's dad. Yeah, not only is he oh, six please. foot four, four twenty, but he's got three pieces of gravel in his head. Yeah, my, dad's fatter, inside of him. my dad's fatter per capita. Per capita. That is <laughs> per capita. You know what I mean. How many rocks does he have in his face, Tony? <laughs> no, that's Tony. I don't. I rock to face ratio. I think it's one. It might, yeah. In terms of. I don't dance. know what you mean. <laughs> well, we use your imagination. Because I don't know what I mean. My dad's got a bigger gut. I t- I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about my dad. He, um, <laughs> when I was like in.